You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their line of Pro Studio headphones and microphones, as well as the TM2 in your monitor measurement coupler at audix-usa.com. RCF, manufacturer of professional line array, subwoofer, and loudspeaker systems, as well as portable sound solutions and audio tools for your production studio. For over 70 years, RCF's passion for perfection drives the design of every product. Visit RCF at rcf-usa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? It would seem that it all depends on the famed philosopher John Locke's conception of primary and secondary qualities of the tree. Of course, this metamorphosis indicates the qualities the objects possess initially, axiomically, and which are attributed to them by the listener. The falling tree in the forest does not really sound like anything. Kinda like the heavy metal Skeltzimmer band I was in in high school. I wish I It's still totally hear the drumming. I think oh it's yeah, it'll be, well, gonna... we'll we'll see how much it shows up once we do some editing, but whatever. No, no, leave it in. It's we'll uh, yeah, we'll leave it in. It's great. We'll see how much of it comes from who. If you have a dryer, can you go put a shoe in it? It sounds like a dryer. <laughs> yeah. My bad, guys. I, that's totally what it is. It's not at all anything else. Sam, maybe Welcome. if we just held the microphone, it would. Work no, 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 no. We're gonna use mic stands here. <laughs> Welcome. I clearly welcome. was not no, opposed to this. Do you welcome. need a headset? Welcome. Welcome yes. to the Signal to Noise podcast on the Pro Sound Web podcast. Now, we're just going. I don't care. Yeah, we're time. going for it. Yeah, for no, sure. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Michael Lawrence. As always, I'm joined by the bass-voiced Chris Leonard. Hello, Chris. How's it going? And uh, not-so-bass-voiced Sam Boone. It's somewhat bass-voiced, but not fully bass-voiced. It is. Uh, and Chris, I'm just a... not to your level yet, man. Like, I just, I'm not... I'm not if, that level. If of cool. you held the microphone and used the proximity, no, we're, effective, not, it, we're not doing that. We're using mic stands. We're civilized <laughs> here. And uh, a slight smattering of Nate, who's in uh, my basement playing the drums right now. So we'll get a little bit of that just sprinkled on top. Uh, this episode. Wait, sorry, Chris. Call, uh, uh, do we have any housekeeping? We, uh, we should CFX, at least right? mention CFX, which because this will come up before then. Uh, it, it's it's dwindling down to basically probably just you and I that are going to be there at this point. All good. Um, but Kyle Octo- got voted off the island. <laughs> October twenty five and twenty six, loudspeaker demo, show floor, all those in things in Dallas. In Dallas, I guess I should probably say that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It is. This is be our third loudspeaker demo we've done together. It, yes, and uh, and and it'll be the most amount of manufacturers at one time, which I'm looking forward to more than four. So that's good. Yeah, we have good seven, time. I think, on this one. So and yeah. we've already heard from a couple people uh, uh, from the, the community that they're going to be out there. So come see us, say hi. Uh, should be a good time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Our, all right. So uh, this next bit of the show is called "Who's Turning Around in My Driveway Right Now." Um, no. Okay. So this is a this is a. Uh, should be a special episode. Actually, I had nothing to do with the organization of this, Chris. You sort of sorted it out yourself. Uh, this week, Which we Chris? are you, bass voice, no. Chris. I only introduced one Chris so far. Uh, I, I, I I made a <laughs> snowball and I threw it at Chris. It sounds like it. Yeah. So this week, we are joined by uh, no fewer than three of my colleagues from Rational Acoustics. Um, 
first of all, uh, a regular, semi-regular on the Signalers podcast, Miss Hannah Goodine. Hannah, welcome back to the Hi, show. Hi, everybody. And uh, Chris Tanjuris, also a veteran. Hi, Chris. Other Chris. What's up? <laughs> Two Chris's. And then, and then uh, actually, so everyone's a veteran. And, uh, of course, uh, Mr. Jamie Anderson is joining us as well. Hello, Jamie. Hey. So here I we have are. a very important question, though, Michael. Okay. And is, this is a, a, a participation from anyone who wants to answer this. Does a straw have two holes? Oh, or no. One? Stop. This, no. Why are we even? That's very silly. That requires a topology argument, which we don't want to. We don't really I, want to. I, I, just it. It's as toroidal it. as a human being, it's the, the same the, category. The, as much Chris. as we love Alan and Heath, this is not from them. <laughs> no, it's not. Chris, does, does a straw have two holes or one? Uh, it has an enter, enter and exit, and they're bi-directional. So uh, I'm going to go with two entrances or exits, depending on how you're saying you a straw is full it. duplex? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really feel like we needed to dedicate too much right, time to this fine. question. This is this, um, <laughs> this is very extract. <laughs> so so uh, this, this uh, last month, we... Uh, I will say celebrated the release of smart version nine. Oh no, let's say uh, it. Let's say it. we celebrated. We celebrated it with, with four cheese pizza. Um, <laughs> I won't tell you which four cheeses it was though. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I guess uh, Chris's wanted to sort of get together and talk a little bit about um, not only smart itself, but sort of uh, the roadmap for that and sort of what it was like trying to make version nine come together and all the, some of the, some of the things that maybe people don't realize about uh, software development, particularly during, during a pandemic. So, um, yeah. uh, yeah, Chris, uh, bass voice, Chris, I'm going to let you kick it off, man. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously I, we should, we get into what is in smart nine, right. Um, uh, as of recording, it's been what we're out a week now at this point, uh, officially. And uh, I think it'd be good to dig into that. Um, but what's, you know, as we were talking, maybe just briefly beforehand, um, there's a lot's happened the last two years, uh, for rational specifically. And I think it would be remiss to not maybe talk about that, but you know, um, what was the pandemic like for you guys as a, as a company as people and you know you, I, you guys traveled a lot for trainings you did sofo all those things so um you know, chris or jamie what's what's the last two years um been like for you guys i'll let jamie kick it off and then i'll, I'll add to it um freaking strange um it, not being in direct contact with people has been weird um we've tried our best to continue the training but um it is a bit strange this whole zoom world or whatever you want to call it um and so uh we like we like talking with users we like talking with other like you guys love it um and so a little bit it was weird in our training you just have this six second gap between you and the the people you're training so um we certainly learned a lot about delivering content and stuff like that. Um, uh, I think Karen is sick of me because I've been home way, way, way too much. Um, but it gave us it gave us an opportunity to really work on stuff, although there's only so fast that coding happens. It doesn't matter how fast we create documents and feed in specs and talk about stuff stuff goes at the pace it goes and in in some ways i found it extraordinarily um frustrating 
because I was here, I was not being doing something else. I got to really feel firsthand how slow it goes. Um, and we undertook a lot of work. I mean, not just on the code base. Um, I mean, the, the very fact that we, we redid our entire graphing um, just basically stopped the whole project. It didn't stop the project, but there, we weren't working on features or anything like that. We were literally just getting back to where we started from in, in Metal and DirectX. And so there was a long, there's a long period there that there was a lot of work, but we ended up just where we were. Um, so you know, for me, it was a little frustrating. I like I like the last couple of weeks because I could show up in Johnny's office and ask him if there's a new build, right? And that that meant something. And and I think you know, six even six months ago, we were still doing all the work to prep to get ready to build. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't as exciting as as it really it it, it could have been. Um, and and again, for me. Um, I really miss in-person training. Um, and it's, uh, I was talking with, with Michael about this as well. Um, two hours on in the video and, or talking over zoom or something like that feels like, you know, 10 times as much work as eight hours sitting in a, in a room with people, um, interacting and, and getting energy off of them and stuff like that. So um, that was something that was, I think, harder than I, I probably expected. But it certainly it taught us a huge lesson about um, trying. There's a large part of the educational stuff we need to do that delivering it online so that we have we have so many people learning this from so many places at completely asynchronous times. Um, and so really, we want to get back to doing the classes, but the core stuff, we want somebody to be able to be in a hotel in Bangladesh and, and cover material and move at their own rate and get the fundamentals, the operation fundamentals, so we can spend time on the stuff you know, that we want to do, playing with the gear and doing the measurements and making decisions. Um, so I'm really excited to what's going to come out of this. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was frustrating. Uh, Chris had to write all the documents, so I, I wonder what Chris's take on this was. <laughs> yeah, so for me, uh, uh, like Jamie and I were talking about this this afternoon. Um, you know, neither one of us has ever been home for two weeks at a time before the pandemic. You know, and so the fact that uh, we were able to focus so much on this this thing, which which <laughs> has always had our focus. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this is this is our life. But you know, the fact that uh, that I've never had before the pandemic a month straight where I can work on a project. Um, has been sort of transformative in terms of how we work as a company. And, uh, and it's only grown from there, you know? So as we've added Hannah to the mix since, since we started the development of V9, for example, you know, and, and being able to have her shepherd uh, a lot of the just 
sort of data entry tasks of like keeping track of things so that Jamie and I can be more focused on the creative and, and what's going, like how we're actually doing this stuff and thinking about the long-term goals of things. It's, it's been absolutely transformative and, and yes, it's been frustrating. Sure. I mean, you know, there, the, the, <laughs> what's, what's interesting is we've, I, you know, I, I think that version nine, as far as I know, you know, because uh, granted, I, I only came into smart, um, you know, in version 7.2, 7.1, you know, so, you know, we're talking 2010, you know, I don't know what the, the development process was like before that. Um, but, you know, I know that for, for since, since I've been involved, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of catch what you can, you know, and, and, and do what you can when you can. And for this, this development, it was like, we are going to do everything we can possible because we like, what else are we going to do? You know, we're going to do right. online training, training classes and, you know, do what we can, but like, you know, we weren't going to trade shows. We weren't getting interrupted by, by various things. So, um, the fact that we were able to have weekly, like reliably weekly meetings and mm. talk about what we're doing with different, different features and different things. And, you know, if, if you could see, you know, the things that we were planning two years ago versus what they ended up as, I mean, things are drastically different because we just worked through stuff and we've never, never before had the opportunity to really hammer through the details to such an extent that we have for version nine. So we have what, you know, ends up being this, this, this development cycle, that's, you know, a new smart version, but it's, it's not a new smart version. It's not just a version. It's not just version nine. It's, it's smart version nine with all these new additions, mm. you know, so different areas mm. of access to the program. It's, it's smart version nine with, a new licensing model, you know, so you can have right. subscriptions and not just a perpetual. And, and that is not an insignificant amount of work. I mean, and that's, you know, even saying that as an understatement, I mean, that is a tremendous amount of effort. Before we get into, so I want to, since we're already there and talking about, talking about the process of getting there before we actually dig into what is in nine, um, what was the timeline difference of developing eight versus developing nine? Um, and then secondly, when, at what point do you start getting ready for the next version, right? How do you know when it's well, time the, to start? So I'm probably, I know two loaded questions, but I, I you mm -hmm. know. Well, the, well, the interesting thing is that we've, we've gotten to the point where we're in a constant process so that the, we have a list of features that we're the things that we want to do. The 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 upgrade to go to the next version stuff is just when we one, we you know, we're in a we're in a cycle. We're not we're not a subscription or we weren't previously a subscription software. And so the upgrade cycle pays for all the support, it pays for Hannah, it pays for Chris, it pays for Michael, it pays for me and maybe other people someday as well. That was the, the natural cycle, but also we just have to stop and rebuild to go forward. And so the thing, the, the thing was, there's a lot of stuff. We, I mean, if you look back to, you know, a few years ago, but, you know, prior to the, prior to the pandemic, 
there was stuff that we're working on. We're working on for nine that we weren't saying we're working on nine. Mm, we, it was just working on so, so stuff that carried through. I mean, the very fact that that the the stuff that Michael Host with with SPL and bringing SPL up that you know technically was eight, right? And now we go on from there with nine. But the development process, so we're kind of in this continuous thing. It's funny because as much as things change, they stay the same. Um, we had this great idea, and I think Hannah and Michael might find this funny, that we were going to write the manual ahead of time. We were going to get that done and out of the way. <laughs> and it turns out we've never launched with a manual. We The manual was always written after launch. Well, why is that? Well, because the product is the it does a ton of forming in the very la the last process. What has happened in the last month is has been you know transformative to the product. One of the really cool things that we have done is in adding people like Hannah and adding we're we're now we've doubled our programmers because <laughs> we have two Tim and Fred. Um, <laughs> But we we have capabilities to do stuff that when we launched seven, it was me and Calvert and uh, Karen and Adam. It was four of us. And then when we launched eight, there was six of us that were doing it. We added kind of Johnny and Johnny and Chris. Um, in this one, we've we've doubled the number of people to do stuff so that we have people that concentrate. I mean that having uh, Hannah and Casey concentrating on feedback coming back from beta testers, you know, we used to have to parse all that stuff. Now I don't even see that stuff because it's, it's being dealt with and a lot of stuff isn't being dropped. But as a result, I mean, we, we very easily overload our programmers. So mm -hmm. launch just becomes you, uh, you stick a flag in it. And you say, at this point, we'll have minimum viability, so we're going to get it out there. And it's, I, I liken it to you know fighting with your back against a cliff is that we, we said we picked this date, we're going to launch because that's when we agreed that we could get to minimum viability um, to get it out there in people's hands because it develops so fast when it's in people's hands. Sure. Um, and so these last two weeks have been crazy. And if we had given ourselves an out, release would be next week or next month. Um, but, you know, you get it out there and you just start rolling. Um, and we're so much better equipped to handle that process now. So that's that's really cool. But, of course, you know. We're, we're one of the things we're rolling on is creating the, the support materials that, that go with it. Um, so. Yeah, I incorrectly uh, was like, <laughs> in our Discord, told somebody, I was like, oh, yeah, read the, read the manual. Michael wrote it because I know Michael's writing it, right? <laughs> Michael's like, um, that's not out yet. I'm like, ah, shit, okay. <laughs> well, I kept, I kept holding that back because anything that would have gotten written, like if you were writing about the flow of the software, Right. You would you'd have to throw it away. I have a whole bunch of documents that that are meaningless 
at this point. And if you it's go back the B, to his, the B sides, we should make it like the B sides <laughs> of the band. <laughs> oh, the D, sides, the, you know. Yeah. These are the deep cuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, that's you know, that's that's exactly how the version eight release went is like we we had, you know, this this program and, and two weeks after version eight, it was like, oh, we need to redo like this whole part of the program, <laughs> the, the, the plot, the plot legend. Yeah. We, we, yeah. in both the first two and seven and eight, we, we released with a really stupid feature um, and ended up kind of fixing it both the times it was a data thing. Yeah. Um, but the, and you know, what we learned that, you know, what we learned for do that is to not touch data for the dot O release. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with that. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, the thing the thing is that that it's weird for people. Like, if people joined us in the middle of eight, and that is a lo- a ton of people became really aware of Smart in the middle of eight. Now, That's there right. are some people that have been with us from five or or four. But what they see is that that you know you've got eight, so you're thinking nine is going to be a quantum leap. Mm. Like, there's going to be some new mind blowing features. Well, the core functionality we've been refining and refining and refining that for years. Right. And so we want to be able to keep that. And so it's a little bit of a letdown for people when there aren't these mind blowing new features in it, because what this development period was, was rebuilding, you know, rebuilding the foundation of the house and redoing the wiring and the walls and and all that stuff. And, but what it what it allows us to do going forwards is to do some pretty interesting stuff um, going forward. So I, I think, but it it is fundamentally weird for me though to not be responsible for writing a manual and doing beta testing and you know being a a three person show getting this stuff out the door and having such a, a crew of people that are just taking this stuff coming in. Um, how has your week been, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy, um, <laughs> but fun. Lots of fun. Remind um, people what your role is, just in case people who don't yeah, know what your role is at Rational. Uh, my actual title is Application Support Specialist. Smartass, we like to call it. Um, <laughs> but what I've been doing the last week or so is on top of doing you know regular support um, I've been handling all the feature requests, the bug reports, trying to test all of those, trying to like recreate anything that you guys send into us, um, try to make sure that you know we have repeatable steps for it before we send it off for um, the dev team to you know actually fix because um, you have to be able to recreate something over and over in order to actually find what the problem is. Um, so, Technically, I'm a, I'm support, but I'm funneling all of that content in. Yeah, no, it's um, it's all support. You know, I mean, you're supporting yeah. me too. You know, like like to, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like my, you know, being able to have you do the like frontline, you know, management of what's coming in and organizing that, that leaves me the opportunity to like work on what's what's coming. You know, so. It's uh, it's, it's start, support all around. <laughs> we're, we're actually going through and collating all the lists of features that we want to work on the mm-hmm. wish lists of stuff. It's the, it's the thing we've, we've always got a full hamper of stuff we want to do. And, and Hannah's really taken it on herself to, 
to help organize that whole trove of stuff. Um, and we, we always joke about impedance measurement because impedance measurement was something we had in version five. And we wanted to do, and, and literally all impedance measurement is, is doing a vertical, a linear vertical scale and being able to do a calibration to a, a impedance load. And it, it's pretty straightforward and easy. Um, but it, the actual feature would take about two weeks to front to back to, to do. And so we're always playing this game where we have a list of features. We've got the next release coming up what features are going to make that release and always impedance is the bridesmaid and just doesn't get task on the next release. Do you want, do you want SPL? Do you want C minus a, or do you want impedance? Hmm. Right. Do you want, you know, exposure or do you want impedance yep. and impedance has always lost out for the last 14 years. Um, and she's building the method to keep impedance out of smart for the next 14 years. <laughs> By, but I mean, the, I mean, we just, it's, it's weird as we operate more and more adult or more and more like a, like a, a larger company where we have people that are actually focusing on stuff and returning calls. I mean, it's a weird world. Chris has taken a lot of focusing on the market. I mean, he's the one that was fighting for subscription licenses and for the versioning and, and really making the software products that fit the whole range of people and not just here's your, here's your burrito. We got everything you can yep. go into your Taco Bell and you take everything and you put it into one burrito and everybody gets that burrito and you pay for it now. Right. And so um, we it's it's just a maturing of the company. So it's it's really yeah, kind of cool. awesome. Well, something, let's, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. something that Jamie said to a bunch of us, I don't know who was on the email and who wasn't, um, but was that we release a version when we're ready to start, not when we're ready to finish. Um, and me and Casey were talking about it after we got that email. Um, wait, wait, and who's Casey? We were saying. Casey's the other support person <laughs> at Rational. Sorry, we've mentioned him a couple times. You've met um, him, but... haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does the the licensing um, support side of things. I do the more applications support side of things. Um, but we were talking about it last week when we got that email. And we were saying how um, we really like that that thought process. Mm. Um, you know, we're we're just starting. We're just we're going to be adding things from here. Um, nine is not not going to be done just because it's out. Well, and that's, that's a, that's a, I had, I did not sleep last week. Like I was here most of the time and I didn't have to be necessarily, but the thing is that, and this happened on eight and it happened, uh, it didn't happen on seven because seven was a completely new code base. Um, but it was just like, we did a whole bunch of work to, to, strengthen stuff so that we can do all the stuff going forward, but it's not going to be readily apparent a lot of this work. And so we're going to get the people going like, eh, what? well, it's just a continuation. It's just, it's, and what we've done is built something so that we can, we can continue on strong and be stable and, and that type of stuff. But it's a real gut ache because we did a ton of work and um, I'm a little defensive, I think, 
in, in some ways going, look, we did a ton of work and this is what I want to make sure you understand what we did. You know, I spent I spent a lot of time writing like this twenty five page document, just saying, "Look, we did stuff. We did, yeah. we did all this well, stuff." You know, it's like it's you know, not- I, I think you know, like when you know, when you look back at the the history of Smart, and like you said in, in the email that Hannah is alluding to, I mean, you know, version eight point five is uh, is a entirely different software than version eight point zero. You know, so we're going to get there with nine where we're going to be at a point where it's, we're at 9.3, 9.4 and the people that missed out on getting the early adopter upgrade or, you know, they didn't buy 9.0 because it didn't have X feature. And then it does by the time they get to 9.4, they're going to go, well, why I should have bought it. You know, it's like, well, yeah, we told you we're in constant development. <laughs> like we, we told you how this works, you know, like, like we're not like, we're not asleep at the wheel here. You know, we're, we're putting in massive amounts of effort to make this work, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's, I think that's, um, there, there is a slight trend, I think, uh, or a change in our industry, not to go too much off a tangent here, mm-hmm. but like, um, you know, but this is coincidental. Alan and Heath, for instance, <laughs> again, this is not, but like, no, instance, please like when bring, bring in out, parallels. This is great. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no but, but like, when, like when, when the Avantis came out, right? Like, it was a known thing that like all of the possibilities aren't there yet, right? Like, you are this this console has much more potential and you, it has places to go. And as opposed to, and this is not a, a, a knock at Yamaha, when the Yamaha console comes out, you know that this is your set features with slight firmware updates for the next decade. Right, I mean that, but that's nowhere near like what maybe Alan he again. Please forgive both manufacturers. This is not a comparison to right, manufacturers, right, right. But, I'm saying that. but that, but that concept of of um, and I think it was really cool about what Rational in general has done. We've talked about this, like what you guys have done from an education standpoint to our industry, um, and you really are like for the people, by the people type of thing, right? Like you really, like you said, you rely on uh, people's uh, beta testing. Like you literally offer beta versions to anyone who wants to just tinker around and try try to break things and you almost encourage that right i mean we're crowdsourced development yeah i mean that's uh, that the, the thing i've worked i've worked in the past for a couple of uh, hardware manufacturers that also had analyzer products um one of those analyzed projects was actually smart but um in those development processes they were trying to get it right the first time and there was a lot of a there it wasn't a continuous development develop it that we sell it and we go on to the next product in fact that's what happened with version 6 is the overlords that owned us we got to 6.0 ready to go to 6.1 or that and they fired our programmer and they moved calvert and i to other areas to work on and and smart wasn't going anywhere from when we released 6.0 um and to be in an environment where instead of saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to develop this and then sell this to you is that the worst we're going, this is an incremental process because there are some weird stuff that come out of people that turn out to be brilliant ideas. Um, And you just have to have the time, like everything we have planned for the, to fit into nine, I'm going to guess I don't know, maybe we'll get 60% of that hmm. because something else is going to come up 
uh, Michael is going to be somewhere in the world loading in a, a show and come back and going, we, we need this, we need this, we need this. And it's really weird when you hit those duh moments, like when we change the, the, you know, the tracker with the tracker turning itself off for me, I mean, I'm, maybe that doesn't annoy people as much, but just turning on the tracker, it's setting the delay and turning off is like, well, this, this is just duh. This should just work like this. Yeah. Or I should have a handle up here. Somebody in version seven, you have all these traces in the plot and somebody said, why don't you have a little drop down? You have the drop down to what type of plot it is. Why don't you have a drop down that shows what's in the plot? That was like two versions in before that showed up. And it was like, where have you been all my life type yeah. of stuff? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's how it always goes. I mean, every version that I've been a part of from seven, uh, you know, I feel, I feel silly saying this with Jamie in, in here, but saying from seven on, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's certain points where you reach where you go, I'm not using the last version. You know, I'm just not going to, hmm. I'm like, there's, there's no point in me opening up the last version because I can do what I need to do in this version and I can do it faster and it's easier and it makes more sense and it's more direct and that's what I'm going to do, you know. I was shocked how quickly that came up for me. Absolutely shocked how much I was just like, I don't want to use it anymore. Yeah. yeah, the live the live IR was like that in in seven. I, I gotta say, it's a really funny thing happened though. Um, that long ago we were asking why our because our our defaults. It's taken a long time for us to get our defaults, but they're not just randomly chosen. They're what we figure is the best starting point, the best all all terrain settings for it. And I used to have to talk about. Why did we choose polar averaging? We had MTW and why did we choose polar a- averaging instead of and and tell the story about I, I pushed it into into uh, Smart Live the version four. I came I came from the sim world. I said you need to this is the the type of average we need to do. And I immediately got back from from a, a couple of engineers in the field. This is horrible. You need to change it back. Oh, you mean complex averaging? Um, yeah, yeah, complex averaging. But well, I, we changed it to complex from polar. Um, and a guy named Ted Leamy, who's still in our industry, although uh, uh, I'm not sure where he's working right now, um, but he owned Electrotech at the time. And Ted just, the, his reaction was intense. Like, this was, this was, this was a horrible thing. You're messing me up. I, I rely on this software and stuff. And, um, and so what are we, we talking 20 years later, we make our default for the beta complex for MTW and this asshole in the field, excuse me, but who calls up and says, you're actually two guys, two different guys did this. And it was Chris and Michael using it in the field and just and for the for it, the record, history. Christian Torres. So just I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, t- trying to remove yeah. myself from the asshole label. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't mean that. It was just it was it was amazing. That I've, I've known Jamie long this. enough that it's endearing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, um, I'm just joking. So the yeah, but it was it. it people get really attached to uh, attached to something, and when you're working in in constrained you know, timelines and you're trying to get stuff done, somebody changes your fundamental tool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I was kind of surprised at how close to home where it came from, but it really made us sit back and, and, um, and look at, at the, some decisions we made. And I think we're in a, we're in a better place, but it was, it was just funny how this whole thing replays itself 20 years later. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, um, uh, you know, what, what's, let's maybe jump into what, you know, at least where is nine starting, right? So I, I it may not be all the things that it's going to be, but what, what, what is it now? I mean, and maybe it, what's, what's the, the short elevator pitch of what is sweet, how it's broken up. What are the, some of the new features people can look for, things like that? Well, uh, I mean, so fundamentally it's the same program that does everything you wanted to do before. You know, so if you're going from version eight to version nine, the analog is sweet. You know, sweet does all the things the exact, you know, exactly how you wanted them to do before. Um, it's just that now we've unified the interface around, you know, one common dimension, you know, so there's each mode of smart, you know, real time impulse response and SPL now has its own dedicated interface because between version eight and nine, we came out with smart SPL, right? So that's a program, right? So we we folded that into the whole, the smart ecosystem. And so for years, for seven, for eight, there was, you could go to the view menu in smart and go view real-time view IR. Now it's view real-time IR and SPL. You know, there's a, there's a mode for each, you know, sort of operational paradigm of the, of the platform. Um, and so fundamentally taking that and then saying, okay, so if we have these three dif- distinct operational modes, how can we then diversify the platform so that we have different tiers of entry into the platform based on those modes? So we took starting with the real-time mode and going, okay, well, we already have SPL. Now we can take real-time mode and go, what's a lighter version of real-time mode? And we and, and there actually isn't, you know, there's there's a lighter version but all that means is that there's just less decision making for the user you know so we can take real time mode and and just shuffle that out and call it real time mode literally call it rt smart rt real time mode and it's the same real time mode you get in smart suite which is the same real time mode essentially you got in version 8 but with all the version 9 improvements and then you have i, I think go ahead go ahead Sorry. Well, just to, to he, one of the things he keyed on right there is the interface. Um, I was at the Big E uh, last week, um, and I was at a tent. I was at mixed position. I look over a guy's shoulder. He's obviously got smart, but it doesn't. I can't tell what he's done to the interface. What he's done to the interface. And it turns out it was and it turns DI. out it was DI. I just got a. I just got a. a, a what is that? Is that? Sorry, let me. I'm, uh, gonna hit. I'm muting. I'm, I'm going to go put my son to bed, and I'll be right back. Okay, you're muted. Okay. I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, good. So Chris is no, but the 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 thing was, version seven was so messed up. It was just so ended up being so complicated to configure um, mm. that we created DI, which was a simplified version. But then we had two different GUIs. And so to teach it, um, it was the same measurement concepts, but the GUIs were different. And, and a lot of usage is about the GUI. I mean, there's a lot of stuff 
one of the big hallmarks of nine development is trying to make it conceptually easier. It's just, um, you know, every time, Hey George, every time you have to, uh, there's a lot of people that, that don't use smart continuously. So they have to relearn it mm-hmm. and, you know, put it down relearn it a month later. Um, and so putting controls where you'd expect them to be is one of the things putting, making controls more intuitive stuff, just, flow is what i kind of call it is things being where they should be things minding themselves and closing we've we've got a long way to go i mean we've we've taken off some of the rough edges some stuff still operates kind of clunky but the whole idea is you know if it took us five clicks to get there before like the colors of traces that's something that we end up doing all the time is changing colors of traces because the automatic color picker is picking a really bad color for it. And so you have to go and change the color. And so shortening the distance to going in and choosing the colors, adding some right click menus to stuff. Um, so it's, it's a lot of it is about, this is the same thing. We just want to make it be easier to flow. We want to not to have, engines live as part of the tabs. So if you lose the tabs, you lose the engines. You should have tabs, you should have engines, but if you delete a tab, your engines should still be configured and you should be able to still use them. And so there was a lot of stuff that we were doing was, which was just trying to conceptually simplify um, the usage and the flow. Well, and even just kind of sticking my head into V9 very, very briefly, just kind of poking around it, it seems like there's a lot of little um, quality of life changes that have been made. Like, I especially think of the uh, SPL config, right? You guys now have that grid as opposed to going all the way into, you know, tabs and getting into things. It's really quick now to just, okay, I want to add one here. I want to add one here. So that's been really nice. And I so, love your quality of life. <laughs> that yeah. is. I, that's, you know what? The, the, the thing that's invaluable to me, I was at this show and the system engineer who I, I'm now friends with, I didn't know him at the time. It became obvious to me that he was trying to set up uh, an SPL meter. He didn't know how to do that. So I'm just watching him from a distance, like seeing what menus he's looking <laughs> in and like, and that's gold from a from a product management standpoint. Like, I want to see where he thinks that button should be, um, you know, that type of thing. And when someone first gets in front of Smart, you know, in version 8, oh, well, they try to click and drag to reorder the engines in the control bar. Okay, well, so that means we should probably make that a, a possibility. So I think, it's, I think it's what is your, you know, what is your sort of lizard brain want to do to make this thing go um, paying a lot of attention to that. And that's where it becomes more intuitive. And, you know, one of the big focuses in terms of interface was just putting the controls next to the thing they control. So putting plot smoothing control in the plot, right? Like, so it's not, why is that somewhere else? (laughs) So, so making things more intuitively grouped and also just literally you're shortening the the path that your cursor needs to take to do something related to what you're working on and all those things. Um, speed you up you know i think uh, i think the most you know i had shadows i think almost every show in this last run and the number one comment that i got was well you're really fast and smart and that's not about being a measurement guru that's about being comfortable with your tools and understanding how to talk to this thing and how to get it to do what you want right so that's something that i think was a huge focus and will continue to be a huge focus in version nine i was like all right we have a good idea of 
mathematically what this tool is capable of, but let's, you know, like Jamie said, you know, we use this all day, every day. What yep. about the people who are going to use it for 20 minutes, two times a week as part of a, a larger set of duties? And how do you make it intuitive for them? How do you make it accessible for them? So they're able to just go in, do the work and move on to the next thing. Right. I, I love Sam, Sam's comment about quality of life because there's stuff like reordering engines in the control bar where now you just click and drag them and they're nice and easy. Or the fact that it boots in half the time <laughs> has, has changed our lives. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're, you're absolutely right, Sam. I mean, there's, there's, it's not the big, it doesn't end up being the big features you can't live without. It's all those little tiny things, which are, where were you all? Cause I don't know about, uh, I know about Michael is that there's stuff like the time it takes to do the difference between doing the find and doing track is three seconds. We get back into our lives. It's all the little things. Right. And that kind of leads me to my question, which is, I know you guys have made a lot of little changes and a few bigger changes in V9, but what is your, what is your favorite thing that has changed in this newer version? Oh man, you can resize the window from any corner now. Like, hello, that's the one right there. <laughs> being, able, being able to, to get rid of a plot just by clicking and, and, and knocking a plot out or to add a plot instead of having to use the one fish, two fish um, buttons. Um, um, the, for me, not having to tell anyone how to create an engine. For me, it's it boots fast, and I'm not <laughs> waiting and doing other things while waiting for it to start. Loading, loading another configuration, too, is just like, boom, because you don't have to go through a reboot. Um, well, that's uh, a that's a bigger one than it, wait, than wait, it wait, seems wait, wait, like because let's, let's keep going. Um, uh, not okay. needing <laughs> to uh, not uh, being able to link the smoothing between magnitude and phase. I mean, we could like literally. Uh, not, I'm just kind of joking here, but like we could all go around three rounds, six, you know, four or five rounds of of the things we like better because that's the amount of little things that change with the version nine. And I and I don't think that people will necessarily realize that because you know, especially if they're you know, like Jamie was saying earlier, and you know, if you came in on version 8.4, you know, like you are, you walked into a pretty mature program, you know? So the fact that there's, there's the amount of stuff that's changed that's in eight in, in nine, uh, you know, Hannah, Hannah, you know, was, was asking me, you know, we got an email from, uh, from some Atmos uh, people today, uh, some Dolby people. And, you know, they're, they're talking about features that are, you know, frankly, just, just things that I, we don't think about because we're not out there tuning cinemas, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's, there's very specific things in smart that they rely on that, you know, are very important and (laughs) we need to make right. And it's a, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know, it's like, you know, there's, there's a whole, you know, it's, it's not just, it's not just live sound is what I'm trying to say. I mean, there's, you know, this program that you you know you can say like well what you know what do you like most about it it's like that will change the the response that we'll get will change on depending on what your what your daily driver is you know what your daily job is you know if you're flying PA or PA tech if you're a cin- cinema tuning you know if you're if you're doing club sound and you know what you know depending on what you're doing I mean that's gonna determine you know what the favorite things are that you like about this analyzer and that's one of the coolest things about working with a platform that's this mature 
is that there's so much over so many years it's been thought of and and you know real real thought like deep thought i mean you know jamie and i have had many heated conversations and disagreements and agreements about what we should do you know and and it's it's and and that's just in the last 10 years you know and jamie's been a part of this for longer than that so you know there's 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 a lot of stuff that goes in and gets you know it's it's not it's not an afterthought is what i'm trying to say nothing's an afterthought you know i think my favorite part of my job so far really has been learning all the different applications that people use smart for um because you know i talked to somebody last week who tunes the audio systems on motorcycles and a few weeks before that it was cars and a few weeks before that you know like there's just there's so many things that i don't think about that people are using this for a lot of my friends a lot of the people that are in the the signals noise community reach out to me and they're like well i'm trying to do this specific thing and i'll be like okay well how can we make that happen for you or what can we do to make it better for you um and those are things that you know I don't do every day or we don't do every day, but, but being able to, you know, learn about all the different ways that people use it is really fun. All right, Michael, you, you, before you were so rudely cut off, you wanted oh, to, sorry, uh, sorry. Extend. Was that me? Sorry. Yeah. No, I was talking to uh, Eric Ferguson, uh, Hannah's uh, professor at, at NISCOM, uh, who's been on the show a couple of years ago. And he was like, so I'm teaching, smart to the kids and like we were talking about sort of what how we wanted to structure that and, and what the, kind of the takeaways were and one of the things that that i said that knocked him back on his heels at first and then he came back the next day and was like you're totally right i said make them reset the entire configuration every time they launch the program um so two reasons one 99 times out of 100 when someone goes smart's doing this weird thing it's because you've got a four-year-old config file with all this little you know bits of just the stuff that falls into your keyboard right just all this old food and hair and dust and shit just <laughs> caught in the analyzer right and what do you, get, what get, do you do get with that the computer, out michael uh just i live uh, you know so it's a allegory but, i think but all, yeah it's a metaphor it's a gross know, metaphor and i'm sorry for it but <laughs> the other the other thing is is really you hit restore defaults it, it takes me 20 to 30 seconds to get measurement ready from defaults and so part of it is going through the motions. It's like when you start your car in the morning and you put your foot on the brake and you turn this, you turn the air on and you adjust the seat. Like you just have this series of motions that you do. And so you're starting from it. You know, it would be like walking up to a console in a nightclub that has someone else's show file on it trying to mix your show. Just there's going to be funky stuff that you don't see. You change the setting for you're doing some other thing. You forgot about it. Don't do that. Right. So flush it all out. And so now when you hit restore defaults, it just goes. It doesn't relaunch the program. You don't have to sit through the splash screen. You don't have to wait for it to discover the IO devices. It's just boom. So it's really easy to walk up to smart, restore defaults, 20 seconds setting it up the way you want. These are the inputs I want. And like Chris said, you know, now we've got the, the ghost <laughs> engine in the control bar. Give me a transfer function engine. Bang, it's right there. So it's 15 to 20 seconds now. And people are no longer need to be scared of this uh process of setting up the analyzer we've, we've taken a lot of the pain out of that process I so think, that, and made it less so intimidating one of the things when we were in development and we we still want to do this but one of the uh one of the features we wanted to look at is the granularity of the uh of configurations so that you could you could restore some settings but not other settings like you could right now there isn't a separate set of settings 
Like if you want, you uh, you have a configuration for your SPL setup, you might have this really great setup, um, but the configuration contains all the information about all areas of the of the program. So it includes my engine setups, my, my settings for real-time mode and all that stuff. But just in, with Michael talking right there, I was just thinking it would be even cooler to go, let's keep the measurement engines and I.O., configuration that you got and just load all the rest of the settings back to default all the little check boxes that you could have changed so you still you don't imagine that you you can just restore all the the program setting all the the little check box and options and this stuff that causes weirdness but keep the measurement setup if the measurement setup was good yeah that's and like that that's would, like re, that's like recall safe or like scope on a console like a digital console right? yeah I mean, that, yeah that yeah, yeah. Concept, yeah. Yeah, and the and the the whole thing is with it being able to do it that fast, where you just say flush all my settings, flush all my settings, but keep the measurement configuration. You would be done. You wouldn't have to. I mean, you're really good at setting up all your measurements, but you're configuring the same thing. So if you're using that same configuration, hey, let's let's restore defaults, and then I'm going to restore this measurement config on top of that. Yeah. And that, that type of granularity, one of the things we built when we built um, nine was to make that possible down the road is to have a granular uh, configuration. Um, but that would be, I just, I just kind of flashed on, that would be really cool to have next week. We should ask Johnny. <laughs> well, speaking of programming, I'm curious what, um, do you ever go to the programmers with an idea and they're like, no. you want to do what? No. <laughs> no. You want to do yes. what? No. <laughs> no. So we can't. We can't. Okay. Because it derails everything one else. Of the, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that I was drilled into me by Calvert 20 years ago was one person speaks to the programmers. You don't, <laughs> the programmer, we, what's really horrible is, Tim's email address is out there and people could email him and, and he'll even go to trade shows or something like that, but he's not allowed to take direction or act on anything unless it comes through Johnny. Um, because, because of me, (laughs) because of (laughs) Michael and Chris and, and, you know, potentially Hannah is because, um, now I, I I had lunch with uh, Tim. He lives in Vermont, but I had lunch with him about a month ago. And it was great to talk to him about just where he got an idea of how stuff is used and to, to expand, like give him sort of use cases and things like that. And we definitely, we don't shun him or anything like that, but, but that would be a, a major foul to ask him to do anything or code anything. Um, it's got to go through one controlled place or it's chaos. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the that's, one thing. that's the whole thing. I mean, like, that's one of the things about uh, being, you know, Jamie talked about this earlier in the pod, you know, like, like it's not, it's not just Jamie, Adam, Calvert, Karen anymore. There's a whole Jack. system. Jack. Yeah. There's a whole system now. So, you know, uh, Jamie came into my office uh, yesterday and asked me how things are getting decided. And I was like, by upvote and committee, 
you know, and, and we're going to decide like, we're, you know, but you know, there's, there is a final decision that's made as a group about a lot of this stuff. And <clears throat> until that's made, nothing gets really pushed forward. I mean, you know, uh, you know, cause it, it's, it's just a waste of time to develop something on a whim. Right. So if, cause if you do develop on a whim with one person's input, then other people get it. And it's like, well, we should do this, you know? So it really needs to be, you know, gone through a few times. And then by the time you get it, everyone's like, oh, okay, we all agreed on this, but this is actually, you should do this, or this is perfect. You know, it's going to be one or the other, you know? So, uh, you know, you get For, to what, <clears throat> Well, what Chris had said that Jamie, Adam, Calvert and Karen, when we developed the original version seven, we called it Jack in development. That is, uh, but the four of us were in an open office. Um, so our programmer was in there in the room and I talked with him. Calvert talked with him. We all talked with him and stuff. And um, I, I wonder if Adam actually <laughs> is listening in on, will listen in on this. Um, but what would happen is I have a, a, I think uh, a good, maybe it's a good feature. Maybe it's a bad feature, but as soon as we decide on something then I immediately ask, is that the right decision and play devil's advocate? Right. And Adam, our programmer is sitting in the room. So we've just coded something and we've just decided on how something's going to be coded. And then I'm going, but maybe, maybe we want to actually have a, a setting for that, or maybe we want to do it another way. And I'm just playing. What if, and I'm talking with Johnny in the room at that point. And unbeknownst to me or Johnny, Adam has stopped coding. He's like, we don't have a decision on this. So mm-hmm. he can hear me talking. And we caused some real paralysis in building stuff because he was listening to me and going, okay, well, wait a minute, I'll stop what we're doing. Or And, and that, you know, we lost a couple months worth of programming time just on me just what if what ifing out loud and so we had to get to the point where if i what if i i we did it by text or chat or something like that <laughs> um but that was that was that whole thing incarnate right there um, well I, I was gonna ask you what i mean i, I imagine each each version that you've been a part of as you've evolved there has to be something you've learned about yourself about each process that's been different from before, right? So, like, you you learned that you're a verbal processor there, and maybe that wasn't the best course of action to interact with a coder. Was there something maybe you learned new about yourself through version nine? I mean, I can ask the same Chris too, but I mean, Jamie, I mean, what was that? My, was there, yeah. My first instinct is horrible. Um, like I solve a problem and I come up with a really cool, involved little way of solving a problem. And, um, and sometimes I've convinced everybody to go down that road and, uh, Hey, let's put the engines in the data bar. Right. Um, and, uh, and then if you're not willing to question that, and if you're not willing, and one of the cool things about software is you can build it to figure out how you want to build it. And in fact, when we, when we were hiring Tim, we were like, you got to understand that there's a lot of stuff. This, this stuff has never been done before. So we're making stuff up. We're creating new stuff. 
So we're going to build stuff and then we're going to break it and make it the way we needed to. So we have to build it to know what we need. Um, and he's like, there's no problem. You just got to let me know if I'm building this to be bulletproof or if I'm building this to tear down and build again. Um, and that, but I, what I've, what I've come to realize is that my instincts are as often as not, um, uh, misled wrong or whatever. Um, so, but, I, I, but even though they, they, your instinct may be wrong, I imagine that's still part of you guys being able to at least exercise to know where to go. Right. I mean, you almost, you have to have something that, you know, or find that like, yet we definitely don't want to do this. So we know that we want to do this. The, the engines in the data bar, which was, I thought was a good idea when we first did this whole thing. Um, and it was, it was funny. I know I've, I've learned to ask like Hannah was sitting in the, the dev room and just asking her, does it, is this, does this seem good? Is this the, you know, is this, I forget what the, the question was, but it was just like, this is this clunky. And the answer was basically, well, yeah. And it's like the, the best thing that we've done as a company is throw open the gates and, and get people's input. Um, it doesn't mean we believe or listen to everybody, but you know, the, the best ideas, the the most intuitive ideas people are going to know. So you're already so invested in stuff that you don't want to let it go. There was some stuff that we invested a lot of time. Like Chris and I did whole bunches of bitmaps of layouts of GUIs and stuff like that. And so we put a whole bunch of time into mocking up GUIs. And so you're emotionally invested in that and you have to be able to throw it away. Yeah. It's not unlike uh, when you're, you know, in a band and you get that first pre-mix, you know, and, uh, and you're like, this is great. And then it goes off and well, oh, def- de- demo demoitis, right? Yeah. You, right. You, right, 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 right <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you're like, this is, this is great. And then, and then, cause you just can't see another way. Right. And then, mm-hmm. and then you get to a point where it's like, you, you know, it, and it ta- and the reason the reason why we're so effective, I think, is because it's not just Jamie, it's not just me, it's not just Michael, it's not just Hannah, you know. It's like it's it's in any in any number of other people that aren't in this conversation, you know, our beta testers included, and everyone else. It's like you know, there's a there is a uh, a concerted effort to really look back. And is this, is this the right way to do it? You know, is this, it does this feel right? You know, and, and if it doesn't feel right, then we can, you know, we can afford ourselves to make it right. You know, we, we, yeah. and if, I mean, you know, if you look back at version 8.0 to 8.1, you know, we, we fucking, excuse me, we <laughs> went and said, this is not right. You know, and I, and I think that had there been a pandemic between, you know, 7.5 and 8.0, we probably wouldn't have come out with 8.0 and we would have come out with 8.1. You know, that just, it's just, that's just how it is. You know, like we've had, we've had more time to really look at all that stuff in this release than we've had for other, other past releases. I believe if you allowed me to, we would not have released last week. Like <laughs> we all looked at each other last week and we were like, we, we're not going to release. But what I've learned is, is push it out the door, right? It's not, 
All we have to do is make sure that it can do what it did before. So somebody new to the platform, they could use it and get the job done. Everybody else, they already have the previous version. They can still run it. It's not going anywhere. Get it out there so it gets into the hands of where it's, it's, it, it needs to get into everybody's hands and, and start maturing. All right. I, I do want to, I would be remiss not to at least talk about some of the pricing structures and how people should uh, strongly jump on either upgrading or buying a new license before the end of the year and take advantage of that. But before we get to maybe that portion of one more thing, I'm going to ask of Chris, and I'm sure, Jimmy, you maybe have some words to this. Uh, Chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, with with the level of thoughts and decisions that you guys have to make going into a product, and this can be said across the whole team, but like it, you, 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 Jamie, you mentioned about like not or figuring out how to like maybe not take things so personally because we are so personally invested into this. Oh, that goes um, that goes all around. That's not just Jamie. Oh, for yeah. sure. No, 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 for sure. But all right. But did did you guys ever have to have like a come to Jesus of realizing, Hey, it's okay to disagree and figure things out. Or was that just symbiotic? Like, like how did, how did that come together? Like, I'm just curious. Uh, I'll, I'll speak. So, I mean, you know, uh, there was a certain part of development where I was like totally bought in on, on this thing that we should do. And it was like, I, I, I at a certain point I was like, all right, I need to make my feelings known. And once I do that, I can drop it, you know, and so whether you agree or not. So, you know, I, I wrote an email that was, um, you know, strongly worded towards what I think <laughs> should be done. And, and the team decided that that's not the way we should go. And so, you know, it's like, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Like the, the thing is, is that you have to have a, a development process where you can speak your mind. I mean, that's, that's the whole point, right? So all of us as a team, we are all entitled to our ideas and to speak our mind and to detail what we think we should do in this platform. And we are all entitled to rejection or acceptance. It's a, it's all, it's all a team effort. So, you know, for, for every, every single thing that I come up with for this platform as uh, a product manager, you know, so there's a lot of stuff where I'll, I'll start a ball rolling and I do not expect that the ball that I form when I start forming it is the thing that it's going to end up being, you know? And so like right now I'm working on a new project and, and I'm just laying the, the baseline foundation. And, and when I present that to the team. It will, I am fully expecting that the team will go interesting. Let's do this, this, and this, let's keep this, <laughs> let's do, you know, and, and that's how it is, you know, and, and, you know, I think part of the, you know, like to, to bring back the whole thing, like demoitis, you know um, I've, I've been in a band for a long time where, you know, you, you put a, a recording out and you got a mix back and you're like, hell yeah. And then, it's like, nope, that's not the one, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's not different in software development too. You know, you, you, you put something out there and everyone goes, that's great. Not the one 
both keep working on it. And you know what? I've got this idea. Let's do this. And, you know, it, it's, it's a process. We, it's evolution, you know? We were really lucky in this process um, to, to have the people we did, but also that, to have the number of people we had. We didn't actively uh, put Michael into this mix earlier on. Because we needed, he's got a very good editor's view. So does Karen. So does Calvert. But you know, we're we're going through all these machinations and stuff, and we wanted to keep him fresh for when we started exposing, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what we want to do. Yeah. We want somebody. We keep somebody back, and I know that that was a pain in the ass for Michael, but it was the easiest because he's not on site here. But the whole thing is you've got to you've got to show somebody and then let them go and they're like what the what the hell is that? Yeah. And well then Michael, what was what was the first time what was the first time you saw what was or the iteration of, of nine? I mean I was in a fair amount of the dev meetings and I saw some mock ups and often was just, you know, either Chris or James just going, Hey, look at this thing, I'm you know, what do you think about this? Just kind of a little bit of it. Um but but um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really fully immersed in it until later. So I, I understood conceptually what we were doing, and you know, some of it. You know, I, I did some really early mockups on sort of how to unfuck the SPL configuration and stuff like that. And a lot of that, a lot of that survived into um, you know the way it is now. So yeah. I think these are things they're all thinking about. You know, yeah. Well, um, there, there was a there was a point there was a point we got to where. You know, with 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 version eight and SPL in general, you know, so eight point three came out, and that was all you know before Michael. And eight point three was really when SPL was like, okay, this is a program, and we launched Smart SPL, and then Michael came on board. Yeah, they did. Well, the yeah, the difference. I mean, that's that was really somebody coming in and taking a look from the outside mm-hmm. and pushing it. So yeah. anything that we've done, anything we didn't in even the the nine release that was all we've pretty much relied heavily on on michael making those mm-hmm. decisions yeah um but it, it were it was it's it's something that um having been through it a few times and and not feeling emotionally battered about having to give up things you you spend a lot of time trying to define um there was it, a, i think I always it's tell a story because it's 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 like the perfect metaphor. I, I had a, a roommate in college who was mixing his band's record, and they were, they were super proud of it. And he would just sit there for hours a day, and he would mix. And uh, he was th- a couple weeks into this at some point, and he goes, "Hey, like, what do you think of this?" And he puts the song, and I'm like, "Where's the snare drum?" He's like, "What? Where's the snare drum?" He had muted the snare drum like three fucking days ago to to solo <laughs> something else, and just didn't turn it back on. And he was so close to the project. That he's just not aware, and so so you do need somebody to come in way later down the line and go like, is this totally off base? You know, <laughs> and there were one or two things where I'm like, I just don't think this is the way to go. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, and the other thing is, a lot of my a lot of my job is out in the mud talking to a ton of users and saying, what do you like about this? What don't you like about this? And I'm going, why can't I do this? And so I have to kind of roll that all back in and then come back and say, you know, is this really the direction we want to go? Um, and sort of just, yeah. I, I guess a lot of my role is to advocate for those people 
who are out in the trenches and and try to bring that viewpoint as well. Well, let's. Um, I don't know if you guys are uh, prepared without having it in front of you, but can we maybe talk about uh, maybe some of the pricing structures between the different um, um, uh, suites? Um, I have stuff in front of me if I can read off if you need me to, and 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 encourage people. You know why why early adopt here in terms of either upgrade or or but, you know you know yeah. I'll I, I'll take it. I'll take an initial swing at this really quickly, but also just in terms of fighting for ideas. Um, somebody in this meeting was fully against subscription licenses long ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, how do you, he's pointing right at me. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, I was, I was definitely won over for that, but, but let's take the, li- the subscription licensing as opposed to, to perpetual out of it. Then one of the things is that, uh, the full boat, smart, everything, that price had to go up to reflect all the work that was done on IR and, and SPL. We were literally giving SPL away, which we were used to doing in the past. And then, you know, what what Michael did in the the, the last two releases of eight, it's just it wasn't a free add-on feature in Smart. Um, and it became we had to move the price up to what it was what it was worth, which oddly enough. I said this today, um, smart when it released in 95 was being sold for $800. <laughs> so smart one, um, it's always been around there, but so that price, that price moved up. Um, the RT alone is actually a little bit less. It's like a hundred dollars less than smart was selling for the full boat smart. Um, and then LE is about, uh, about half that. And so you guys can quote the actual prices and uh, SPL is, is a, a price down from there. The, the thing is upgrade. If you talk, one of the things we learned early, early, early on in being a software business is that the, the upgrade price really needs to be about half license price to, in, to keep this model going and keep us funded. Mm-hmm. And, and so the early adopter period, we specifically get a huge amount of benefit getting as many of our previous users on the current platform. And this gives them the access to it at a a much reduced cost, about half the half license price um, to get people on it and testing and shaking out. And it's a good deal that you got, you got in for the cheapest price because you're participating in maturing the, the, this three yeah. months of maturation and correct um, me if i'm wrong you and this is a i think a misnomer here you don't lose like if you're if you have eight and you're upgrading to nine you don't lose eight so technically you end up with two copies of smart right, right. correct me if my language is wrong there well but. well yeah, the way that i i try to talk to people about it is like it you know consider a loyalty pricing you know so like you're, you're gonna get version eight you know and you have version eight and you're going to keep using version eight and you also get version nine. And as the platform evolves and, and matures, eventually you're going to get to a point where you have to use version nine and you're going to, you know, let's just face it. There's computer issues, right? I mean, like there's like hardware changes, like things like, you know, as technology grows, right. Mm -hmm. There there has to be a, a, a evolution there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use an app, you know, a new Apple computer with M one, 
you know, silicon chips, then, you know, you're not going to have fun with version eight, but you're going to be fine with version nine, you know? So it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's an evolution. Yeah. If you, if you want to keep running version seven or version six or whatever, I mean, we've, we will help you. In fact, that's Hannah's goal in life is to keep as many copies of version eight. <laughs> and, and people version do people seven. write in all the time when they're running five or six, but, but the, 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 important thing chris that you're talking about is yes if you have version eight and you say i want to upgrade to version nine you still have version eight afterwards we don't convert your eight into a nine yep. and you don't lose access to eight you can run it's a, eight. It's a common conversation i saw so i figured we might as well yeah people it now, are often know? not clear on how that works so yes you are, i i uh-oh. think this is funny this is you made me you guys are making me upgrade it's like we're not making you up we're not making you upgrade your your software still works like it did before mute your mic chris yeah, I muted it. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it? Okay, thank you. Um, so the uh, the the thing is, the software the software still works. Will continue to work. The thing is that all the rest of the stuff that we do after here, it's all going on the new platform. Right. Right. So we only develop one one version at a time. So you just you got off the bus and you're staying at that that last bus stop that that bus took you to, and you're staying there. And we're going on without you. And and if it comes time that you want to catch up with us, then you're gonna you're gonna pay for that. And then you're gonna say, damn it, I wish that I bought it when it was, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred dollars, not, you know, six hundred dollars. Um and that's why I just keep, you know, always tell people it's like, you don't have to switch over. Just get it so that you have it for that price. And we'll win you, right? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put stuff in there that you're gonna use it, and then you can't go back. But that's up to us. Yeah, Michael and Sam, I've uh, I've obviously have dominated the questions here. I apologize. What uh, what do you, what do y'all got? <laughs> do I have questions? I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's weird, right? Cause I mean, you, you know, uh, you, you are part of the rational, t- well, you are part of the rational team. So it's like, you know, I maybe, um, but I mean, what's, I, I, all right, I, I'll ask you a question that you can dive into that. Fine. Um, you, you test drove nine out on the ghost tour. So what was that experience like? I mean, um, uh, what, what's, yeah. Well, I mean, you find out it's really easy to sit at your desk in your office and go like, yeah, this looks all like it's great. And then 20 seconds into trying to actually tune a PA with this thing, you're like, holy shit, it doesn't do whatever, right? So that's, I would send, I, I can ask kind of like dozens of emails every show, like this is broken and this needs to be tweaked and this, just because you don't find that stuff I out. I saw at least head. five get sent off on the day that I was with you. So, yeah, so, you know, so, it, yeah, so, but, you know, I really want to talk about a, di- a little bit different angle. I know we're up against the clock a little bit, but when we were- There's no clock. Back to the, there is a clock. Back to the, the COVID thing we sat down and said how do we teach people smart right now right and so part of that was the the sofo videos and and so okay well we're gonna do we're gonna do webinars that are that are live streamed and then we're like well how do we live stream and so then it was just a lot of googling and trying to get different software to work together and and so i think for the first time we were reevaluating hey we don't need to cram 24 hours of instruction down somebody's eyeballs in three days what if we're not bound by this thing that we have to do when we're in a physical location because somebody took off work and drove here and got a hotel to take this class so what if we do it over three weeks so it's still the same amount of instruction but we're spreading it out so you're not you know you're not drinking, drinking from the, from fire, the hose. fire hose and, and uh-oh, uh-oh. 
What you do, you Chris? Do, Chris? I'm sorry, guys. Chris, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I him again. So, um, it, it gave us an opportunity to really think about how do we want to ideally get people to understand this topic. Not we were sort of freed in a, in a sort of perverse way. We were freed from the regular shackles of how we had to teach it, and so it's kicked off. What's still an ongoing conversation? Uh, Jamie and I spent a lot of time talking about. Okay, well, what's a, what's a better way to do this? And we, we every time we did a run of the fundamentals class, we would say, okay, well, how do we make it better for next time? And so there was a ton of evolution, um, not just in terms of the software, but also in terms of how we were teaching people the concepts and the measurement theory and the examples we were doing in class and the labs and all the study guides and all of that evolved really, really quickly. And it's so funny how quick it happens. It's sort of like when you say, well, I can't go back to eight now because there's that new killer feature. We look at those SOFO videos and you're like, oh, they're terrible. <laughs> like we, we can't wait to redo them. So as soon as we do it, we're not, oh, okay, here's 10 things we learned and here's three things we didn't like and here's three things we want to do better next time. So for me, I think the, the, the thing that I'm most looking forward to and I think what's sort of becoming the lion's share of my job is figuring out how best to, train people and teach them these ideas and, and communicate these ideas. And that's, that's something that, that I'm obviously passionate about. The, the pandemic really too. pointed out what a tool the, the web-based learning is for a, a chunk of fundamental stuff that has to be communicated. It should allow people to move at their pace. Some mm-hmm. people can crush through it. Some people, it takes them a while. Some people, start on it and then get to have a gig and they have to walk away from it and they have to come back. So having those materials does a lot. And that also means that we don't have to present that all like when all the stuff that we have to present to get people to the point that they really want to be, which is let's use it and let's talk about applying this and, and getting into interpreting data and the, the fun stuff. You can't go there until you know how to operate it, how to control it, how to boot it, how to configure it. I mean, you know, hence, you know, Michael's thing. I mean, just configure it every time because that you have to have that skill so that you can you can play with this tool. But what's what's cool is that we should be able to to hybrid this out because there's there's some stuff that you just can't do online. You want to be there with the speakers in the environment with the people, but there's a lot of stuff. The problem with doing the class was two eight hour days worth of material. Nobody's going to retain that. And you really want to have material that people can go back and visit and, and, and randomly access. And um, so I think that, that our whole training thing has matured into to a hybrid and also um you know we want to push labs it's you, you really have to teach yourself and so we should provide them with the tools to teach themselves how to how to to do it so i think that that we've matured a huge amount in over the pandemic um for for the the training how we're going to attack it I feel like you might actually start see a curve over the next, I don't know, year or two as you get back to live trainings of people who have actually gone through SOFO and all things you guys have done. You probably have a much more enriched classes coming out of that 
if people actually take advantage of that prior to coming to an in-person class and you could possibly take it a step further than you've never been before in some of these in-person classes. I'm just going to wor- worried that we're going to have to do a whole tour of apologizing for people having to watch the SOFO videos. <laughs> you look back at those and that's just torture. Just hour I went through them. I went through them. <laughs> four yeah, I times? watch them like four times. Yeah, but four you know what? Five times now. Chris, that was one of the conversations we had early on. Was hey, we're about to put two full days of our training material on YouTube for free, and you know we had to talk about is this gonna, you know, is this gonna affect <laughs> our our training program? And it was the opposite. It, it it's generated more demand for live classes, and so people I think are looking at some of that stuff. First of all, you have the people who just want to look at one. I want to just see the the coherence thing, and they just go watch the coherence thing. But also, we did a we did a class in in Vegas a couple months ago, and you know the people coming in are I think on the whole more more prepared and have more context and are, have just are better able to retain the stuff that we're talking about in class because they were yeah, able to as kind someone of who has been through five in person classes. Right, I've done version five, version seven, and then mul- multiple versions of version eight. Right, I mean, I, I was a per- well, I preached that like, hey, you 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 can't just go to this live thing one time, right? Yeah. So this just even helps, you know, speed up that process so people who, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I love the comment that people would make. They'd go, Jay, it was really cool. This is my second time doing this, and you covered that. You didn't cover this last time. And it's like, I assure you that <laughs> what I covered is the exact same thing I covered last time and the last time. It's just you pick up different things, which is telling you, I mean, there's a reason why you don't go to a college and they say, well, I'm taking calculus one. Okay, that meets Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for eight hours a day, and then you're done. Like nobody does a semester's course in three days, which is kind of what we're doing is 24 class hours of drinking from a fire hose. So you know, this is this is something that uh, you, you've got to give it time to to mature. I, I like the fact that that we have the the certification exam. Mm-hmm. What's really cool is one, people feel more confident because, and, and we're telling them this is the basic stuff you need to know to come and play in this game and use this tool, and we know that they know something about the tool because every time we used to do advanced classes people would show up and of course they're advanced because they're sound engineers but they just don't know how to use smart and the whole class just folds back into being a a basics class so it was really nice we were doing that class i was excited all the way through because the just the general starting level of the class was was so much better that's awesome yeah, I mean, well, and that's go ahead, Sam. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, and I kind of mentioned this to Michael about reading Bob's book as well. Of just, it's so much different looking at it with context and looking at it having like, seen it in the field, having seen other people use it in the field, and then using it in the field yourself, right? And then coming back and kind of looking at Sofo and reading the manuals, especially for Smart, is in my opinion super underrated because it's all there. Like you guys have a lot of info on measurement theory and a lot of information. We're not, we're not shy. We're not works. shy about it, you know? Right. And so doing that and then not necessarily drinking from a fire hose, but maybe more of revisiting the fire hose without trying to drink everything. 
um, <laughs> kind of has a tendency, at least for me, that worked really well to go back and be like, all right, I now know how this workflow looks for me. I now know what I'm trying to accomplish with this tool even more than I did before and being able to go back. And I would still take an in-person class, right? Because it's something different every time. I like well, the fact that me, the, I, I in, mean, Oh, sorry, Jamie, go ahead. Uh, just the in-person class, you can, you can adapt it as well. So I, yeah. I like to have extra time and I hate having to cram lots of stuff into it. I'd rather try and cram three hours of material into an eight hour day than eight hours of material into a three hour day. Oh, I, I was just going to say, like, there's been multiple times where Sam said to me, like, okay, you told me you do this thing this way, and I understood it when you said it, and then I went and I did it, and then, like, I didn't actually, I thought I understood it, but I didn't actually understand it until I yeah, did it myself, yeah, and now yeah. I really get it. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand is it's really easy to sit in class and watch me say this thing or watch Jamie do this demonstration and go, yeah, totally get it. And then you get out into the field and don't actually get it in the way that you will once you go through the motions yourself. And so I think we're focusing a lot more on just getting people to well, you know, put their hands you on You know, it. Michael, I think that that speaks to the next point is like, you know, teach someone how to do it. You know, so for Sam, for example, you know, or Michael or, you know, whoever, you know, it's like if, if, if you want to really learn this stuff, teach someone how to do it. Because you're going to quickly realize, you know, as you go teaching someone how to do it, you're like, you're going to be like, oh, uh, do the, do the, uh, do the, do this, <laughs> I think next, like, like you're going to realize really quickly, you know, where, you, where your weak points are, you know, just, just to be clear on that. I, I, I figure if you want to learn it, teach it to someone else. Yeah. Is it, yeah. that's, that's the whole thing. Like if you want something to learn this, then they're going to need to teach it to, yeah, that is, that is key. Did you get all your questions out, Chris? I mean, obviously, you know, I could go on for a while, but I I feel like we're up against Michael's proverbial clock, so it's all good. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Uh, One, maybe one last thing. All right. Um, And we can kind of close this out. Um, Jamie, um, what are you most, um, bears? What, what, what what is it? What is it? You know, you've been in the measurement, uh, thing for a long time now within our industry, uh, and certainly a pioneer and continue to be a pioneer in it. Um, what does it look like for you to look back on where you entered and where you and the industry are now? It's, it's just weird that, um, that a lot of stuff is just taken for granted. Like there's a, a lot of stuff, um, that you went out and you prophesized, you said, you know, this, you want to do this and, and, and um, you, measurement is not evil. I mean, you, you encountered a lot of just fear of measurement being, being evil and hurting the system and stuff like that. And, um, and now to turn around and yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course I've got at that, a, a ton of 
our sales just come from somebody else saying to somebody, yeah, and you need this tool in your bag and you need that tool in your bag. And these are really cool shoes to wear. And, and this is a cool vest or whatever, but this is to see its acceptance is um, the, not just smart, but measurement and part of the process. Um, And uh, that's, that's pretty strange in a way. It's Mm -hmm. also like, to hear things that you said come out of other people's mouths. And it's just like, yo, it's common knowledge that blah. It's like, well, that, that's kind of, that's kind of cool, but you can already see that in the time that I've really spent in rational, I haven't been an active. What does that say? <laughs> oh, that's your quote uh, in Michael's book, which yeah. I'm not allowed to speak never, about. Um, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's quote within the book is, "I've never seen a room without a floor." <laughs> never done a gig in a room without. Yeah, I mean the the, or, the thing yeah, about it, yeah. what what's really crazy is that it was unthinkable when I started off that you would have DSP per channel. I mean, you didn't have delays on your subs, right? right. You only had a couple. You know, it's just like you would walk up and say, how many compressors and gates do I have? Right. Now there's one on every channel. And it was that um, you you basically. Um, wow, I just lost the, the, the train of thought. Anybody reverse me on that? You're talking about the acceptance of, of measurement and the, the, you know, unalienable march of technology. Yeah. Just accept this oh, in oh, yeah. That, yeah, this is this, this is the thing. It's just that um, what new engineers, what all you guys have, whippersnappers or whatever, um, is an assumption that yeah, of course you have modeling, of course you have right. you have these tools, of course you have an amplifier per channel, of course you have DSP stuff, and and so you're already thinking on a higher level on stuff. So mm-hmm. that a lot of my game now is trying to, to just help get the tools made. But um, in general, the, the audio engineer now is, is smarter than we were. I mean, it was just starting from a different technological level and, and there's not this fear of technology that was out there before. Um, so it's, it's almost like I'm sitting back and going like, hell, I, you know, it would take me a week, two weeks, 10 weeks of training just to, to do a job. Now there's so much stuff that, that need, I need to learn. So I think it's a really great thing that that's out there. And it's still proven that people can do a really shitty job with great tools. People (laughs) prove that over and over again, they can take, uh, they can take smart and hack apart a system because they don't know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, you still, you still need to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and I think that will always be true is that there's a, a vast percentage just want to do, but not think about it. And so it's just, uh, and no, no tool in the world is going to fix that mentality. Yeah. And I don't, that, I don't think that changes just, just uh, same thing with music is there's a lot of copy crap and there's some really, you know, some transformative stuff in all gen- genres. Um, so yeah, but uh, I, it was, I was at a um, Zach Brown band show. This one, this one I'll always remember. I was sitting there watching Preston. Uh, he was, they had an MLA rig 
uh, for it. And he was doing the tuning of it and using smart and the, this, uh, engineer, you know, early twenties, um, system tech was there sitting next to me and we were watching him work. And, and he was just asking, he's like, I, I got a stupid, I got a stupid question, but you know, and, and you know, of course I break out, there's no stupid questions, just stupid students. Cause I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> but then I, he goes, you know, the, the phase trace, what, you know, where it's, where it's slanting this way, that's saying that energy is, is arriving later than that energy right there. And I had two part answers. One, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. And it's amazing that, you know, yeah, that that's absolutely right. And he didn't take a class or anything that he learned it from somebody else who learned it from somebody else um, who learned it from somebody else. So the knowledge that's out there, I mean, all the people going out there and training other people, it was just, it was just like, wow, this is, this is a, a, a cool moment. It's awesome. And Nate is still playing the drums down there. So <laughs> that's awesome. He is he is hell bent on being homeless. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate y'all getting together uh and hanging out and talking about this. I I you know, um, you know, I'm gonna say it. I mean, look, you know, it's this is um uh while this may seem like a pitch, I don't care. Yes, I, I'll say it. Freaking go upgrade, go buy new. If you've never been into smart, uh, I mean, uh, what do you? I don't know. Like that's don't don't hold back. I mean, it, take advantage of the early pricing. I mean, you'd be foolish if you don't. Um, and um, aside from financial issues, I get it. I'm not, you know, disregard that. anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, but look, just it's, I love that. Um, and we've talked about this is how smart I'm mean, jeez. <laughs> how small, how small rational acoustics is and how much you guys are again, uh crowdsourced. And so people should lean into that, right? And and reach out to Hannah and support and all that. And 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 then the last housekeeping, I know we have our Discord and our Facebook, and there's a smart Facebook and all that. If you have legitimate support questions please email is it support at rationalacoustics.com yeah. all right support at rationalacoustics.com i was gonna say it if you weren't so thanks guys <laughs> um obviously everybody's welcome to reach out to me but you're gonna get helped faster you're gonna yeah. be helped by the right people right. um the whole team will be able to see your stuff so please go through right. the you know the real channels because if yeah. you message me i'm probably gonna tell you to do it anyway yeah and look we'll, we'll do our best in our discord and facebook and things like that to help you but again just run the right channels you'll get a quick enough response um and it will be most beneficial not only for yourself but for even for others or you may have a thing that like the rational team needs to look into and and, and make in 9.1 and 9.2 and so on and so forth so all right we beat enough horses here <laughs> thank y'all appreciate it 9.1 for christmas <laughs> <laughs>